This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here. I first met Catherine Price of Ted and Bessie's at the British Alpaca Society's National Show at Telford this spring. She had a fantastic stand displaying some beautiful and very stylish British-made alpaca products, sustainable and ethical knitwear. Here we are in conversation about what she's doing and why, and of course, the explanation of the amazing business name. Here she is. When did you meet your first alpaca and how did it make you feel? So I met my first alpaca probably when I was really young in a zoo, but probably properly when I went to meet the first breeders that I purchased my first four alpacas from, uh, which was Jenny and Howard, who own Meadow Farm alpacas down south. Um, And we went and we had a look and we met the four alpacas that I was hoping to purchase. Um, And it was great. It was amazing. I sort of instantly fell in love with them and their faces and their characters and their individual personalities. Um, and then it just kind of blew up from there, really. <laughs> blew up. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good way of describing it. Yeah. The obsession of our, the alpacas and, yeah. the, and the world we now live in. Indeed. So how did you come to be where you are and doing what you're doing? So originally it was a love of textiles. So I did fashion at university, um, studied for three years, and I did a couple of modules in knitwear and really enjoyed it. Um, and did get an opportunity to work with alpaca fiber as right. well. That's unusual. Very briefly, yeah, yeah. Um, but we did work with some of the yarn at university, really enjoyed it. Um, and I think I just wanted to continue my love of fashion and design and textiles when I'd finished university. Um, had a couple of years of working um, as a merchandiser at House of Fraser. And then moved on to working with horses and realized I would much rather work with animals than with people, <laughs> right. to be honest. Yes. Um, and then figured that it would be quite nice to start my own business that had something related to uh, fiber, natural products, um, something that I could keep here in the UK. Yeah. And that's where this this business came from Ted and Bessie so yeah. now then now then that's that's we need to work out why it's called Ted and Bessie so the name came from my grandparents so Ted and Bessie were my nana and grandpop uh, they passed away about five years ago um, and they left me with a small inheritance which I purchased four alpacas with <laughs> right as you do um, and so I thought it would be nice to name the company after them yeah uh, in recognition of of what their inheritance uh, purchased it for me, really, and yeah. what started what started the business originally. Excellent, yeah, it's a, it's a great name. I love it. It's, yeah, it's, it's sort of quite um, it's quite homely. I feel, um, and it has it has more of a personality. Um, yeah, and then the kind of things you're doing then with in terms of the of the products. Mm. So we create knitwear and this last this time last year we started the new woven collection as well. Um, so we've got hats, scarves, 
mittens, uh, shawls and snoods, that sort of thing in a right. knitwear format. And then the woven products, there's bed froze, shawls and scarves. It's it's quite nice to work in, in woven because you can be slightly more creative with colours and patterns as right. well. Yeah. Um, but knitwear sells well. So lots of people in the winter want a cosy hat or a cosy scarf. Absolutely. So. Um, that does quite well for us in the winter. So we, I wanted something that could progress into the summer months as well. So something that you could perhaps pop on if it's it's chillier in the in the summer in the evening as well. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like the woven stuff has pushed the brand forward in a way because it it's it's a nice way to showcase textiles as well yeah i mean certainly the uh because we, we met at the bas the british art packer society national show um and and certainly the display you had there with the the, the stall it, it was very striking and um it looked very stylish the the it wasn't just the the standard knitwear but with the the woven stuff as well it, it just really stood out and and i, I thought it was it was very eye-catching but you kind of thought oh yes i could see somebody i know wearing one of those and that would it would be totally in keeping. It wouldn't just be somebody who was keen on alpacas. Uh, it's uh, it's very much in the middle of the marketplace. It's great. Yeah, thank you. Now, I, I, I wanted to create something that um, was more sort of design-focused as well as practical and worked well to keep somebody warm um, that would look stylish in a house or worn with something uh, a, a bit more smart uh, rather than sort of casual wear so yeah I, I, I sort of had a vision in my head of how I wanted it to look and really happy with with the outcome of it definitely and it definitely helps to work with people that can create such um, high standards for their end finishes as well so um, the companies that I've worked with uh, Phil at Two Rivers has done an incredible job with spinning the yarn um, and that has then gone on to Bristol Weaving Mill Right. And they've they've done a, an amazing job with the the froze and the woven products, so couldn't be happier with with the people that have created created our end our end line basically yeah oh excellent it's it's usually an interesting journey with twists and turns along the way and finding the the, the right people as you say can be so important but so challenging as well what what kind of obstacles have you had to work through uh, and. Uh, what might have sort of stopped you in your tracks and you've not been able to, to do what you're now doing? It's, um, it's quite difficult because the, it's hard on such a small scale business to find people in the UK who are also working on a small scale business to be able to create products to a high standard. I tend to find the bigger mills require much more incoming weight, so 100 kilograms minimum yeah. to be able to process um, to process your fiber into a, a good quality yarn so it was sort of finding people on a small scale but could still produce products in a very short amount of time because you need new stock every year to keep people interested mm. so some of these smaller mini mills sort of had had months and months of waiting which I can understand why because there's such a demand for it and not many people doing it so it was it was definitely hard to find people that could turn over in the right amount of time at, at the, the high quality that that we really wanted. So that was tough. Yeah. <laughs> but 
yeah, it's it's nice to have found these people now that every year they get busier and busier. Right. Um, as the demand gets more and more, and obviously word of mouth, people know how great they are. Yes. So more people oh, want to I, use I, them. Yeah, I know it's going to be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be lots, lots of people queuing up. Yeah. For me, though, it's I, I really want to support people like that because and and tell people about these people because the longer for me they continue to grow the more i i have their services too so right yeah so yeah. for me it's it's sharing really sharing yeah. the knowledge and, and finding that way of collaborating exactly uh, as you say so yeah. that it's, it's it's a win-win for, for mm. everybody exactly yeah so in terms of getting past the obstacles and the and the blocks you, you had to do a lot of research or it was it was sort of i i, I purchased my first four alpacas in 2015 and I didn't really get started until the end of the, the next year, just researching different places. I could have things processed, who my customer might be, mm. uh, what I can have made. And every year I learn more and more about fiber and alpacas and who wants to buy the product and it, everything changes all the time. Yes. And there's, there's <laughs> new information that comes out every couple of months and it's just keeping up with, with the different different processing needs um, and, and what can be created from from alpaca fiber, it's it's an interesting industry to be part of. Mm. And and a growing growing one, do you feel? I think so. I think the eco ethical sustainable market is certainly growing, um, especially since um, the issues with keeping everything plastic free. Mm. Um, so alpaca fiber, natural fibers are a hundred percent plastic free. Um, so people really love the fact that they know it's eco-friendly. Yeah. Uh, it comes from an ethical source. So people are really keyed up and clued in now to the way people treat their animals and the way farming is, is potentially ruining the planet, but there are people out there who do really care for their animals. Uh, and it's about communicating with the public that, we do love our animals and you can get such an incredible natural fiber from them. Um, people are realizing that I think, and understanding that there is more than, than the plastic sort of polyesters and nylons um, that can do as good a job, if not better. Um, so, and, and it's, it's incredibly sustainable as well. And that is definitely a growing market. Yeah. That's interesting. As you say, the things that are, are out there, there's lots of things that seem to have a little bit of alpaca. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. just add, add it in. So some, somebody's picking up on the fact that alpaca is is uh, attractive and something that people want to have. Mm. Uh, they don't always have very much in there. It's just it's a bit th things like. It's with quite it. sad because you, yeah. you you get you get jumpers with five percent alpaca and ninety five percent polyester. Yes. And although that's lovely that it's got alpaca in it, it's losing all of the quality of the alpaca being yeah. blended with so much unnatural fiber. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's just about education, really, yeah. on natural fibres and and how we can create something that's not so harmful for the environment. Sure, and people like the the backstory as well, don't they? In terms of the they connection uh, and the, and the fact, and I, and I think that's that's another thing with the the name of the, of your company. It's it's very accessible and it, it's people's names, and it it kind of links you back to 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 the to the, to the story behind all of that. Yeah, uh, it's a is... difficult market at the moment, retail, because obviously you've got uh, yeah. places like Debenhams that are, are not doing so well at the moment. And I think a lot of people are turning to smaller companies because they feel they, they get more personal service and yeah. they they can then 
see exactly where their stuff came from and they know the person behind the brand. So yeah. it, for, for me, it's nice because there are more people getting behind the smaller brands and fellow fellow friends who also have small businesses are, are seeing increase in sales due to the fact that more people are turning towards smaller personal businesses, I think. Mm. Yeah. So the colours that you use, do you you use natural colours or do you dye at all? Or everything everything is natural at the moment. The colour palette is very monochrome, right. so it's all just blacks, whites, and greys. So because the processing costs are, are so high, mm. um, you have to be quite limited in colour palette. I find currently, um, it also helps to sort of visually merchandise things at yeah. shows. Yeah. So having everything grey, black, white looks more striking than if you've got a whole array of colours, I find. Yeah. Um, especially as my, my product stock levels are so small. <laughs> if, if you suddenly have a hat in every single colour, it gets very complicated with stock levels. So oh, yeah. Good at, the, <laughs> <laughs> at, this, at this level at the moment being so small, it's much easier to keep everything much more contained with our colour palette. Yeah. So uh, everything's natural. The grey is made by mixing different combinations of black and white quantities. So it's sort of working out if you need 80% black or 20% white to make a specific grey. It's quite yeah. interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, just, so, sounds like lots of, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, like lots of experimenting. Yeah. But, but you enjoy that. Of, I do. And, and Phil is very good at working out I sort of come to him and I say, I'd, I'd quite like a charcoal in this sort of color. And, and he's very good at working out how much black I will need with the white to make the color that, that we're really after. Yeah. So, but it, it definitely helps to have just black and white fleece. I'm sure if you start using fawn and brown, it starts to become a bit more complicated knowing mm. exactly what color you'll get out, but which is quite exciting knowing that you'll, you'll get something that's unique. And you, you won't be able to produce again. So then it creates a unique product as well. Sure. Yeah. And the fleece, is it um, basically coming from your animals or is it you having to go wider now? I'm, I'm going wider now. So originally I did just start with mine. Um, and all of the knitwear is created with just my fibre. And then I purchase fibre from other breeders for the for the woven stock. Right. Um, so I use, I use a variety of, of breeders. There's um, Backyard Alpacas have started selling fleece to us now and we've got uh toft and reddins involved as well which is great um fursey park as well um right. we purchase fiber from them and it's great because they've got more animals and at such high quality mm. um, it's it's really nice to see their fleeces and and see quality animals and and use their their fleece in our products and it's lovely to see such quality animal animals being turned into such lovely products and i think it's nice for the breeders to be able to see their their fleeces being used as well yeah so obviously it's 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 grown quite a bit from your your early days your early start <laughs> from uh, my from my four yeah yeah and are you looking to continue that that growth how how do you uh control is that the right word i'm not quite sure but how how do you manage that expansion is that it's quite hard it's um you sort of you you struggle at the beginning to sort of find enough fleece that's of a good enough quality from people that are willing to sell it to you um, at not 
I mean, a lot of people will sell fleeces to hand spinners and it's quite, um, it costs quite a lot of money to buy in fleece. Um, so it's finding the breeders who have enough fleece to sell at a, a good rate for me to be able to make any sort of money from a, an end product. So it's more sort of trying to find breeders who are willing to sell me fleece right at the beginning and then finding mills that can take the quantity of fleece. So I think the, the growth at the moment is steady enough for it to be manageable, but I'd have to do more research into potentially more mills um, and more weaving facilities if, if it's going to grow anymore. Because at the moment I'm working with sort of people that are on their own and it must be hard for them as well to keep up with demand from everyone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that might be, that might be a, a challenge, but um, I'm sure there's, there's places that can do it. So. Yeah. No, we, we, we worry about failure, but don't pay very much attention to success. If, no. you, if, you, if you know what I mean, and, and actually be, becoming successful can bring its own, own set of challenges and, yeah. and um, they're, some of them are real headaches and you've got to kind of jump to being sort of super big and then it's mm. completely different to how you started. It but, is. But that tr- progress through that evolving through can be uh, a difficult journey, but it uh, sounds it's like you're linked to some good people. Yeah. There's, uh, there's some amazing people in the alpaca community and so helpful and so willing to share their knowledge. And I'm just so grateful that I've met people that are so nice um, and are not seeing me as, uh, anything less than just wanting to use the fleece because it's just got such incredible properties. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, I've just been really lucky with the, the breeders and the people that I've met throughout the industry. Well, so, I, I, I guess it also depends how you approach things, but <laughs> that, I guess may, so. that, may, that makes yeah. a difference. Yeah, uh, so, it does. So, yeah, and I, I think your passion and your your enthusiasm clearly comes through, mm. um, and uh, people do respond to that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I hope I hope people respond to it in a positive way because yeah. it's how I feel about the industry and and the way it's it's growing and the quality of of fleece and and animals just gets better and better every year. Oh, it does, yeah. Um, and it's just the people that are breeding for for good quality fleeces is is the way forward because it's just it's it's admirable to see that mm. um, and that people are controlling it. Um, rather than just breeding for the sake of it so yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah it's good it's very good now I know you were away this weekend you were at a, another show yes um, <laughs> and so is that that one of the main ways that you you market things you you're getting to the the people yeah. who who care about the alpaca side of things yeah it's lovely to go to the shows um you meet new people Every time I remember more names <laughs> and try and and try and recognise faces, um, but there's there's a lot of people to meet and a lot of people to talk to. Sure. Um, and it is it's a really great way to network and and find people that are are interested in what you're doing and and potentially people that that might be willing to collaborate um, and and hopefully improve improve fleece and, and understand that what they're doing with their animals really does help to create a market in the UK for, for products and, and manufacture as well. Yeah. 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 And, and 
do you sell things online through the website as well? I'm just thinking, where, where are people going to find you? Um, so we'll have the details in in the show notes with the with the website, etc. But yeah. uh, in terms of accessing the products and mm, see, seeing so them, and- mainly online. So we we ship worldwide, um, and everything is online that we sell. And then we we do go to events. So the Alpaca shows are, are one side of it, but we also go to to other events. We've got one coming up in London. Uh, which is the sustainable fashion event right? Um, where we'll be selling there. Um, and then during the summer, we tend to slow down with events and then pick them back up again in the winter. So we tend to do more events in the winter, but we update them when we, when we know where we're going <laughs> yeah, uh, and what we're doing. And, and all, the, all the time you're having to work with sourcing the fiber, making sure it's getting processed, doing, yeah. the, des- doing the design for the next range of things that you're going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, so it's never never stops. <laughs> it never stops. No, the summer the summer I feel like should be should be more of a downtime, but that's usually when it's all hands on deck for manufacturing and figuring out what I want to to design next and and put out there as a as a finished product. Yeah. Uh, in in time for end of October November when sure. it when it starts to get busy again around the winter period and Christmas. So. Yeah. And cr- yeah. Chris, Christmas must be a good time. Christmas is yeah. Christmas is is our is the busiest time of the year, um, based on people wanting gifts and mm-hmm. uh, treating themselves. And obviously, it's colder, so people feel the benefit of alpaca more when it's cold outside. Sure. Um, so yeah, the winter the winter is definitely uh, a time of the year to get out and go to trade shows and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And if you were thinking about helping point somebody in the right direction, if somebody was thinking of doing a bit more with their own fleece or, or, mm. or getting into to think what would be the key kind of bits of advice you would give of how to get, I, st- get started I think decide on an end product before anything else what do you what do you want from your fiber do you want to sell the yarn to to knitters or do you want an end product do you want a scarf uh, a hat a shawl a bed throw do you want to make pillows that sort of thing um, and then work backwards rather than going straight to a mill and having it spun, not knowing what you want made up. Right. I think is is probably the way to go. Work backwards. And what you want that product for, do you want to wear it yourself? Is it just for personal use? Is it for a friend? Is it to sell to the public? Um, and who your customer might be. So really just working from what you want to do with that end product all the way back to what you have as fleece and what that might be good for. Yeah. So what are you trying to do? Who's it for? Really key, key issues. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. What do you want to do with your fiber? Um, what products do you want to make? Uh, and who is it for? Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And you've got your own alpacas. So it's just still the same small number. Uh, I no. have 15 now. 15? So oh, I've, not the small I've, number. Okay, it's no, grown. I've, I've grown it slightly. Oh, you did They're say all... at the beginning, you did say I've, that you kind of got caught by the... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if anyone can stop at four. It's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We started um, We started with five. We've now got 40. Right, so, yeah. So yeah. They, they seem to grow fairly rapidly, but we I haven't had any, I haven't had any new stock for a little while now, so... Right. It's a nice number, and yeah, it is actually, they're a yeah. lovely, happy little herd. So, mm. I'm I'm quite happy with with their dynamic currently. Great, but, yeah. And, and are they nearby? Do you get to to spend time with them? They they will be soon. So once we we move to our new property, where it, it comes with six acres. All right. Um. So they'll be 
at the back window waiting Ooh. for their dinner. Of course, <laughs> and they will, and they will. Which will be lovely. Yeah. yeah. So at the moment they're they're on rented land, which is which is a little way away. So it would be nice to be able to see them more yeah. often. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Great. It's great to hear about what you've been doing and where you're going. And I'm sure there'll be more exciting things to, to be seeing. So we, the, the details will be in the show notes and we'll, we'll have links to all those, uh, the people and things that you mentioned as well. So we, people can follow those trails. Although you've got a f- you're first in the queue for, for processing. So <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. we, we don't mind sharing, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. This is it. It's but, like, uh, yeah, it's difficult sharing information because I, I like to share because I've had so many other people willingly share information about their life and the way they have their alpacas and I've appreciated that so much but yeah it's difficult when you find a very good team of people and, and you want to keep them for yourself so, yeah but uh, yeah that's great lovely thank you so much for your time and for thank all you. the the information there and uh, we hopefully will see you again brilliant thanks, thanks very much bye. bye it's great to hear what Ted and Bessie are doing in pursuing the production of British made sustainable and ethical knitwear I hope you found some inspiration about what can be done with the amazing fibre harvested from our amazing alpacas. Shearing time is just round the corner and now you know where the fleece could end up taking you. Thanks for listening and joining me on the journey. I appreciate you being here and hope to see you again soon. So, until next time with the Alpaca Tribe, I'm Steve Hetherington.